News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the most popular digital assistants like Alexa, Siri and Google Assistant all have one thing in common. They are predominantly female, which begs the question, I suppose, is this teaching a whole new generation to view women as staff and subservient through these common digital devices in our home? Debbie Ging, who's Associate Professor of Digital Media and Gender in the School of Communications, joins us now to discuss. Debbie, do you think this is a problem that a lot of people, when they use Alexa or Siri or what have you, that, they, that they're speaking to a woman? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it is a problem. The main concern here, as you say, um, Kira, is that having female voice assistants reaffirms these kinds of outdated social norms and gender biases, that women are subservient, that they're quiet, polite, and ultimately that their purpose is merely to assist others. So, yeah, I do think it's problematic um, for a number of reasons. There's also... Um, research which looks at how voice assistants respond to abuse. So it's a a little bit more than just um, the fact that they're digital servants, I suppose. Um, There was a UNESCO report um, published in 2019, which was titled I'd Blush If I Could, for example, which is a reference to one of Siri's programmed responses to being called a slut. And so it raised the issue of how AIs might also be normalising and excusing the abuse of women. Obviously, children are observing how adults interact with these robots. So these gendered power dynamics are being subconsciously picked up on or internalised. And I think that's probably a major concern as well. Uh, Okay, I have to say I was semi-surprised when I heard we were even doing this because, to be honest, my Siri is a bloke and you can choose on an iPhone whether you want a man or a woman. They don't default to female. But I was also wondering if all the voices were male, would we still be having this conversation and saying, oh, it's sexist because they're all male and we expect males to be the fountain of knowledge. Is there a danger, Debbie, of us looking at everything through the lens of gender and seeing sexism where no sexism exists? I hear what you're saying. And and obviously, if, you know, if the voices were all male, um, there would be a different conversation. But I think because these roles are roles of of servitude traditionally, the kinds of uh, functions that are associated traditionally um, with women, uh, like, for example, you know, maids, personal assistants, customer service operators, museum guides, that this is just a kind of a digital version um, of a phenomenon that already exists. But do you take my point that if they were all men, we might still be accusing them of sexism. Potentially, are we overthinking this and seeing them as subservient because they're women? But if they were men, we would be seeing them as knowledgeable and informative. I wonder, are we looking for something and confirmation bias is finding it? Well, I mean, there's research that shows that, you know, both men and women respond better to female voices. And it's been suggested by some that this is because the first voice we hear is in the womb, is is that of our mother. But this is mostly consumer behaviour research. So presumably it's very context dependent uh, because other research, for example, shows that people respond better to male voices in positions of authority. So I think, again, you know, if this role if the role of of um, of voice assistants was to be authoritative rather than to to assist or if it was about leadership um i think they probably would be male voices you know the 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 technology is is reflecting qualities that exist in society already 
But I think we do have to keep going back to the fact that most of the engineers who design these machines are white men. So, you know, certain biases, both conscious and unconscious, are, are always being baked into the code. I do get what you mean, but I suppose the question is, what should we do about it? I doubt the solution is to make them all male. I guess ultimately the question is, you know, whether we want to kind of reinforce and amplify patterns that are there already in society as a result of discrimination and inequality, or do we want to try to subvert them, but, you know, by using bias-free data sets to train um, AI systems, but that's expensive. I think Accenture, actually, I read recently, is is trying to train um, a gender-neutral voice or to, you know, to move into the area of... Um, gender fluid or non-binary voices where it's it's kind of difficult for the user to figure out whether the voice is actually male or female. And it's actually interesting because if you ask Siri if she's female, she'll reply that she's genderless. She'll say, um, you know, animals and French nouns have genders. I do not. She maintains that she's not genderless, even though I think we very clearly uh, perceive her as a woman. But it does open up a whole load of questions. It does. And we will certainly put those questions to our listeners because it is a very interesting topic. Thank you very much for speaking to us this morning on News Talk Breakfast. That's Debbie Ging there, Associate Professor of Digital Media and Gender in the School of Communications. And let us know what you think this morning on News Talk Breakfast. Is the fact that these these assistants mostly have female voices, is it an issue? 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.